Hey there, it's your girl Andrea Griffin Rogers. Don't you think it's high time to wake up to some healing? To be revived from brokenness to wholeness and from pieces to peace? Well, I do. So come and join me at the Can I Get a Favorite podcast. Enjoy it. Hey guys, come on in. How you doing today? You know, I'm always checking in with you to see how you're doing. How's your heart today? How's that little girl boy inside of you? Have you checked in with him or her lately? You know, I'm all about healing that little one inside of you, that one that you hide from everybody else because you don't want nobody to see the vulnerable side of you. Well, I see it and bigger than me, God sees it. And so I just want to tap in with you today to see how you are doing. How is your heart? Have you even stopped what you were doing today just to see how you were doing? So let's check in with you. So can I get a favor? Can you wipe the tears away and fill it with laughter? I really want you to just take a moment. You might have been crying for some days, for some hours. You might have been crying a few minutes before you even turned this on. But I just want you to take a moment to just wipe away the tears and fill it with laughter. You guys have to excuse me today. My voice may sound a little raspy, so just bear with me. Um, I spent this weekend celebrating my birthday, which was actually yesterday. So I'm officially 35. Yay. But um, over the weekend, I celebrated my birthday. uh, And it was such an amazing celebration with family and friends and loved ones. Um, You know, it was supposed to be low key. And it just turned out to be so super exciting at the house. Uh, and I went out to some restaurants and stuff, but, you know, I, I just realized that I'd spent so many years in that Joe wilderness season that I would always tell you guys about crying and mourning and, and just struggling that this weekend, it was very different. I wiped my tears away and they And when I wiped them away and I looked down at my wet palm, they weren't tears of sorrow anymore. They were tears of joy. They were tears of laughter. I could not believe I had finally stepped into the space, the season where I could stop crying and weeping and mourning and start laughing and celebrating me and my life. You know, for years, I used to despise my birthday, especially because, unfortunately, uh, one of my elders died on my birthday, an elder of my family that I was very close with. And so I spent so many years just not looking forward to my birthday at all. And yet this year was different. This year, I just sensed that this is the birthday I'm going to celebrate. And sure enough, doggone it, God allowed me to celebrate it. And it was such a joyous occasion. And so I'm definitely here today. We're going to talk about, you know, some things. But just to tell you, if you are in a season of mourning, a season of stress and hardship and pain, and just it seems like every day is dark clouds. Let me tell you something, baby. I was there. I was there for eight years 
and it was hard I mean dare I say really I have a lifetime of hardship and mourning and sorrow and grief and pain because I went through a hard life you know um not different than anybody else but just different in terms of my story and so it was a lot of hard struggles I had to go through pain that people caused me and things that I stumbled upon in my own strength when I got old enough to do it but excuse me I say all that to say that no matter how dark it seems there is joy there is laughter on the other side of that you know it doesn't matter if you're in traffic and you're about to go through a tunnel you know that your car is going to make it through to the other side of that tunnel so when you're going through that tunnel that tunnel might be dark it might be damp and dreary it might even smell a little bit it might seem a little muggy and you just like oh where's the fresh air am I ever going to get out this tunnel with all this exhaustion you know just and, and intoxicating fumes kind of suffocating the life out of you I get it I was there but I am here today saying that baby there is joy there is laughter on the other side of that pain you just have to persevere through the storm and you have to trust that your God is going to get you through Jesus doesn't want you to suffer for suffering's sake he doesn't get pleasure out of that our God has a purpose for it all it says in Romans 8:28 that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And what his purpose is, is his will for your life. Not necessarily what you want to do. It's something that God has in store for you. And so his word will not return to him void. We learn that in Isaiah 55. If he spoke a word over your life, if you made a promise to your parents or your grandparents, the people that pray for you to be something or to achieve something or to just break a generational curse, baby, it's going to happen. I promise you it's going to happen. I am seeing the evidence of the prayers that people prayed in my life and the prayers that I prayed. I am seeing it come to pass now. And so I have stepped into a new season, but it doesn't negate the season that I have been through. And some of you may be in that wilderness season where it just seems like there is no end out of this tunnel. It just seems like you are never going to escape. You're never going to get out. But I promise you, baby, you may be in the eye of the storm or you may be going into the storm. But there is another side of that storm. You will come out of it. You will come out of it stronger. You will come out of it better. You will come out of it with such a different perspective. Having thanked God, counting it all joy that you went through it because of the experiences and lessons you learned. And how you can apply it to your life going forward in order to help other people. I am here helping you to say, baby, you, you don't got to get stuck there. You don't have to get stuck in the tears. It's okay if they're there right now. Let them fall. But you don't have to get stuck there. There will be laughter on the other side. God will fill your heart with laughter. So y'all know, like I said, listen to my podcast. You'll hear me talk a lot about healing because I had to go through it. I had to get to this place of balance and wholeness, which is why it is so important to me to see you get to this point. God has placed me on this journey towards healing and wholeness and wellness and peace. And my God is the most beautiful thing ever that I've ever experienced. I would not trade it for the world. I didn't like going through the storm. I'm not going to be honest with you. 
I didn't like going through the storm. I didn't like going through the hardships. I didn't like going through the pain. I hated the grieving process because it was so crushing to my spirit and to my soul and to my heart that it felt like I would never love again. I will never be able to connect with another person ever again because this love died or this relationship ended or this friendship ceased to exist in my life. But God, I mean, but God, he came through. And if he came through for me, baby, I promise he will come through for you. You just got to trust in the process. Trust in the process and prioritize it. Prioritize you in this moment, in this, whatever your season is. It could be, like I said, you're going into the storm, you're in the eye of the storm, or you're coming out of the storm, or change that to tunnel, whichever one works for you. But trust in it and learn from it. Ask God, what do I need to learn in this moment? Why did this happen to me? It has to be for me to learn something. So what should I learn so that I may grow and overcome and get past this situation one thing i've learned in my now 35 years and i'm saying there was a little smile on my face uh as of yesterday is that people prioritize whatever they want so why not start prioritizing your health and well-being why not start prioritizing getting healed and whole and set free from the bondage of things that are keeping you down the enemy wants you to stay stuck in that thing Whatever that thing is for you, whether it's grief, whether it's a hardship, whether it's, you know, stress or anxiety or worry or fear or whatever. The enemy wants you to stay stuck in there. It could be a sickness that you're dealing with and you feel like you will never heal from it. You will never come. It's like you go back to the doctors and it's another thing after another. I've been there too. And I've been there so that I have the testimony to tell you of how good God is, how he is a healing God. His word is true. He will help you through it. He will bring you out of it better than ever. But you have to prioritize you and trust in the process. And then most importantly, through those two things equals work. You have got to do the work towards your own healing. The Holy Spirit will help you because he's the helper, he's the advocate, but he's not going to do it by himself. God is not a magical genie that you're just going to rub the bottle and say, hey, genie, can you do this for me? There is no fairy godmother fluttering her wings to come down and say, hey, what is, do you wish upon a star? Here it is. Let me give it to you. No, it is up to you. The Holy Spirit presents it to you free of charge. Here's your healing. Do you want it or not? Okay, it's going to take some work. You got to count the cost. Are you willing to do the work to get healed or do you want to stay in bondage? It's up to you. Do you want to stay in this defeated place or do you want to break the chains? God is not forceful. He's a gentle guy. He's a gentleman. It's up to you if you want it. For me, oh, baby, I was not letting nothing stand in the way of me getting my freedom. And so I pray that you don't either. And I know I just said a whole bunch, but y'all, y'all know I love my prayer. So we're going to pray to God real quick before we dive even more into what I got to say today. All right. So Spirit of Living God, we come to you right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing this opportunity for your children to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Father God, no matter where we are in our lives, no matter what position we find ourselves in, we thank you, God, because we know that you are going to help us through it. If we just trust in you and lean 
solely into you, God. You will bring us through the process. And so, Father God, we just thank you for we know that laughter, victory, joy is on the other side of the pain. It doesn't matter what the enemy says. We know, God, what you say is the final say because you have the last word. And so speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Devil, you have no power, no authority. So we bind and rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And we speak wholeness, healing, and peace to come and comfort your your children's hearts, Father God. Do what only you can do and get the glory, honor, and praise we keep none for ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, like I said earlier, I had a birthday celebration. And it was a kind of a big one for me. And um, I found myself having a Martha spirit this weekend. I'm going to just be honest. You know, I didn't go into it thinking I would have a Martha spirit. But I wound up taking on a Martha spirit. And I know your first thought might be, oh, Martha Stewart? Well, I mean, you could probably add her in there too. But I'm talking about Martha from the Bible. You know, there's a story about Martha and Mary in the Bible. It's actually in Luke chapter 10 verse 38 through 42 where um jesus and his disciples were going to jerusalem just quick backstory and um they were going to see their friends uh martha and mary who are actually the siblings of lazarus and if you know the story of lazarus you know that he's the man that jesus resurrected from the dead and so they were going to um they were hosting jesus and his disciples and so Martha, you know, like me, because she knew she was having a party, she knew she was having a big feast coming up, she was out prepping, baby. She went to the stores and got everything she needed. She went and decorated the house. She made sure that there was more than enough food so that they could have a good feast. She made sure that everything was comfortable and clean. And I mean, she just was busy, busy body. That is me. Little Miss Helper, Little Miss Busybody. I was just busy all week and weekend long trying to prepare so much that I was so busy preparing and cooking and cleaning and doing everything that people were coming to my house for the party and I wasn't even dressed I had to stop what I was doing and run upstairs to get dressed which was so disappointing for me not only because I wanted to be prepared before people got there but also because I had more things I wanted to cook and prepare because I was so worried there wasn't going to be enough food but let me tell you something, the way God works. If you pray over a thing, as we learned from Jesus Christ, when he um, blessed the people, over 15,000 people, he said with five loaves and two fish, when you pray over it and bless it, God will break it and multiply it. And so much so that you will have leftovers. And baby, that's exactly what happened at my party. I went from worrying about was there going to be enough food to, um, or thinking I didn't have enough food too worrying about was there enough food because people was just eating it up or yeah and so i at the end wound up having not only the majority of the food eaten but then i had leftovers i had leftovers and it was amazing how what i was so worried about of would there be enough there was more than enough so much so that people took plates home because there was more than enough and so it's just amazing how God worked. But that was me and Martha. Then you had Mary, the sister. And in this case, I didn't have a sister. 
here with me but i'm but to tell you the, the point of the story you know mary was just focusing on the people she was focusing on jesus and the disciples and martha got upset about that you know and was like hey yo jesus why you ain't telling mary to come and help me i'm doing all this by myself shouldn't she be up here helping me and jesus was like nah boo sorry she should not be doing that because she has found out what's more important which is being with the people than tidying up everything or rather being with jesus so i'm not going to take that from her and so Martha was a little salty and <laughs> needed to say i was too because i was so focused on trying to get everything done that the people were showing up and i couldn't even focus on the people because i was focusing on is everything okay is, is every eye dot is every t cross is every nook and cranny and is just everything in place for the party but praise god because there came a moment where i shifted and went into the mary's phase or the mary spirit and i did start focusing on the people and by golly it was such a good time had by all i mean people left with full bellies and smiles on their faces laughing out the door i mean dragging themselves to leave because it was so late but we had a good time and it was just so amazing how god took my tears took my worry took my concerns and even the past season uh, that I went through my Joe Wilderness season of really not wanting to celebrate my birthday and and mourning the loss of people who died in my life, which also added to the weight of not wanting to celebrate my life. And God gave me laughter this year to say, no, celebrate you, you know, and it was amazing because it it came together so happenstance so quickly because for about a month I kept going back and forth. Of what I was going to do for my birthday. You know. People that I were talking to. About it. They would tell you if they knew you. I went through at least six different. Outfit changes so to speak. Of what I'm going to do for my birthday. And then finally I said. Okay. I'm not going to have nothing. I'm not going to celebrate. I'm not going to do nothing. And God said no you're going to go on a fast. <laughs> you know. God will speak to you. When you about to make something. A move that he don't want you to move. That's out of his alignment. And so it was like, warning sign, warning sign. No, I need you to go on a fast because you need to hear from me. And you're not hearing from me clearly. And it's like, all right, Lord, I go on a fast. So I went on my fast. And God spoke to me about having the party. And I thought, well, you know, is it really that deep, God, for me to have this little party gathering at my house with my family? And God said, yeah, it is. Because I didn't know what, what Sunday was going to hold. God knew what that day was going to hold for my party. I didn't. And so what wound up happening was so many beautiful miracles that not only that I got to see, but people got to witness in their own lives of just the way God moved through a simple birthday celebration. I, so many people showed up, people I hadn't seen in a while, extended family from down south came up. And it was just so amazing that these people came to celebrate me. And I want to pause for a moment because I didn't even look at it as they were coming to celebrate me. I was looking at it as they were coming to celebrate with me. But it didn't dawn on me until actually this morning when somebody reached out to me and said, It's so great that everybody came out to celebrate you. And it was like, what? Wait a minute. Wow. 
Wow, God, people actually did come out to celebrate me. And why that's so important for those that are listening are like, what does that mean? Why why does that make a difference? Because for years, two things. Number one, I couldn't celebrate me, let alone even receive somebody else celebrating me. Because I was in such a dark cloud and a dark space. Grief had overcome me. And then the second thing was, especially with my family, I felt like the black sheep for so long. I felt like the outsider of my family for so long that I could not see their love for me. But this weekend I did and I received it. Let me tell you, my heart is so full right now because of what God did and how he moved and how people showed up. And it was nothing but a miracle from God because People showed up that were going through things. I'm talking about some people were grieving the loss of loved ones themselves that recently passed away. Others were dealing with sicknesses and not sicknesses that anybody can catch. Nobody had COVID, but just other ailments in their bodies that really they wanted to be home resting. But God gave them the strength to say, no, go celebrate her. And they came and had a good time. There were people who had work and yet called off of work or push work back so that they could be there to celebrate me and so my heart was so full and excuse me overwhelmed with just the the love and the support of my family coming to celebrate me it was so beautiful how God took what once was a season of mourning and tears falling and gave me tears of joy and as I wiped them away I was laughing because of how full my heart was of what God did in my life even with the fact of people going through their own situations they came through and that was so profound to me because I was once them I was once dealing with sicknesses. I was, I mean, and sicknesses to the point where I couldn't even walk or talk. And I'll tell you guys about that at another time, another lesson, another episode. But I went through that season. I went through the season of grieving those who died. I went through the season of being brokenhearted of, from relationships that ended with, with, you know, men at the time that I loved. And, and I'm not saying men at the same time. I'm saying like at the time of dating different guys and falling in love and then it ending and and that was painful you know um I I went through friendships ending and so I went through the different transitions that people that showed up to celebrate me were going through and yet God still brought them out to celebrate me I went through the season of feeling like I don't want to be around nobody I just want to just stay isolated stay secluded you know dare I say become a recluse and there were people that were going through the same thing but came out to celebrate me for my birthday and so it's just amazing the way God worked and I was so humbled and honored that these people even though they're going through a difficult season were willing to come out I've been there and it's hard I know it's hard when I was grieving, when I was 
suffering, when I was in my body with sickness and disease, when I was dealing with heartache from relationship breakup and friendships leaving me and ending, it was so crushing to my soul and to my heart. It felt like I would never laugh again. And then at that time, you had people uh, that were around me that were getting married or getting engaged and having children and buying homes and traveling the globe and getting their dream job and promotions. And I mean, you name it, they was getting it. They was going through it. And it was like they were just living their best life. And here I was just stuck in this rut, suffering, grieving, sick, um, just going through going through even uh cash flow problems everything just going through and it was so hard to be in a place of suffering while still having to put on a brave face to celebrate somebody else i may not have did did it perfectly but i believe i did the best i could at that time to put on a brave face to celebrate somebody else's joyous achievement but I will not deny that it was hard to do. It was so hard to do. But I thank God that he helped me get through that. And so I didn't take it for granted that these people were coming through difficult times and seasons. But yet still coming, still persevering through their own storms to say, I want to be in a joyous place to celebrate you. And I appreciated that. I appreciated that another blessing that God allowed me to see through this birthday celebration uh, this weekend was I saw family members come together in love and healing and mending fences. People were forgiving each other. And it was so shocking because what I thought was going to be drama, honestly, which is another reason why I canceled my party to begin with or, or rather I didn't go forth with the idea at first to go through it because I was just thinking of all the negative that can go wrong all the bad that could happen if I go through with this situation that I was missing which is why God had me going to fast I was missing what he was saying and how he wanted to use my party to work several different miracles so it wasn't just about me it was about God moving through this situation this this opportunity to bring all these people together to mend fences you know I heard uh Elizabeth Hasselbeck some of you guys may know her as a speaker or a tv news anchor um but I heard her on a, a Christian uh talk show today and she said when you take offense, you are building fences around yourself. And I thought that was so powerful that to say that about when it comes to forgiveness, when it comes to taking offense. And, I, and I'm mentioning that because people came to my party that had offenses with other people. And it seemed like it's about to be drama city, child. Like, oh, no. Call the boxing ring. Let's get ready to rumble because this ain't about to go down easy. But it went down so beautifully because God was in that thing. Not only because I fasted, but I was praying while fasting to and through the party that things would turn out well and for God's good. And you know what? It did. People came with the intent to heal. 
And even though I'm sure that meant them having some hard conversations with other people, other family members or whatever, but they still did it and it was healing. You know, one thing I thought about when I heard Elizabeth Hasselbeck say that statement about uh, building fences is what a fence really represents. It's a, it's you're closing yourself off. And so while you think that you're closing somebody off to protect you or to keep them out of your area or your space both parties are affected because you can't get to them you can't get out of that box and they can't get to you to come through to love on you or to even mend the fence of the box that you built and so here you are with this barrier that says i've been hurt before so even though i wiped my tears in the past i've been hurt before so i'm building this fence up you can't come in but what you're doing is blocking your blessing, whether it be from the person who hurt you that wants to mend fences and apologize and then be able to share in the laughter afterwards or a new person that God wants to bring into your life to bless you and to bring in laughter and joy. But you're holding that offense, that barrier that says I can't get through. You're holding that pain of your past that says nobody can come near me. You don't heal and you think you've healed because you put it in a closet with the skeletons. You brushed it under the rug. You buried it. But you didn't do all you did was just put it out of mind. It's like it's still there. It's still there. It's just waiting for the opportunity for somebody to come and open a can of worms. It's going to still pop out. Soon as somebody scratch a little bit of that surface, soon as somebody say a trigger word or or something you go right back to that place. Why? Because it's still there. You haven't really dealt with it to heal from it. You know, it, it makes this ties into a scripture that I'm thinking of, Matthew 18, 21 through 22, where Peter asked Jesus about forgiveness. You know, like, how many times should I forgive God? And, and, and Jesus says, uh, you know, Peter asked, well, you know, is it... Um, you know, is it seven times 70? I mean, no, excuse me, the seven times. And Jesus says, no, it's 70 times seven. And it wasn't about calculating exactly how many times that is and, and saying, okay, day one, I forgave. Day two, I forgave. Day three, I forgave. And so it was about saying that an unlimited time. Forgive relentlessly. It doesn't matter how many people offend you. Forgive them. Not just for them and to release them from that burden of the pain that they caused you, but to for yourself to move on. You cannot move on and allow anything new to come in and bless you and fully bless you. Not just affect you, but fully bless you because you're holding on to the offense of the past. You can't allow laughter in because you won't wipe the tears from your past. You think right now because you look in the mirror and you got a clear face that your tears are wiped away, but they're not. Because as I said, soon as somebody say or do something, there's a trigger that takes you right back to that place that you haven't healed from. And now here's the attitude. Now here you lashing out. Now you cussing somebody out. Now here comes the neck roll. And, and all of that jazz. Why? Because you did not heal from what hurt you in the first place. 
All you did was just move on with time. Time does not heal all wounds. That is a fabricated lie. What does heal wounds is dealing with them. You have got to heal and deal with the wounds. There are some cuts that you could put a band-aid on. And you'll be just fine with a band-aid. And it'll heal on its own and clear up. But there are some cuts that are deep, baby. And you got to go to the hospital. You might need to get some stitches. Heck, you might need surgery depending on how deep it is. Did you get to the bone? Did it break? You, so you, it might make, take some more care. And then after you the surgery, you might have to go through some, probably some therapy. To get back to at least a portion of being able to use your limbs. The same thing is with your heart. There are some offenses. There are some things that you go through that hurt and cut so deep that you really do have to take the time to allow the pain and then heal from the pain. You have got to face it. Nobody mends a broken bone by not doing anything, by not getting care. By not doing therapy, by not working it out, by not getting the surgery, by not mending it. You have to do the work towards healing. You know, another part of healing process is being able to go to that person if need be and speaking the offense. And and hopefully and prayerfully you can get to a better place like once you both speak how you felt be able to have healthy conflict to heal through the process so that you can get back to laughter instead of the hardship and heartache and pain that tears bring don't stay stuck in a box of offenses don't stay stuck in a box of depression or anxiety or worry or stress or grief don't stay stuck there now if you're somebody because i want to give a, a disclaimer here if you're somebody who is just going through it you're just going through the grieving process um maybe the person just passed away it's understandable for you to take the time you need to grieve i am not saying rush through the grieving process because god didn't rush me so who would i be to rush you through your process i'm not saying that at all like I told y'all before in the last episode, I grieved for five years. And even in that grieving process, I got to some dark moments. I'll tell you guys about it later, but I got to some dark, dark moments where I couldn't even see life going on. But God, God knew that this day, this weekend would come where the tears will be filled with laughter God knew that on the other side of that pain that I was in, that crushing, that I was in that time where it felt like, I don't know where up is down, where down is up, where left is right, right is left. I don't know if I'm coming or going. I don't know. Because it just feels like a cloud of confusion. Because it's just a dark cloud over my head. God knew if you just continue to persevere and trust in my name, trust that I have a plan for you. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And that was something that I held on to. To know that 
God knows what he has for me. And so even though I may be going through this Babylon season, even though I may be going through this wilderness season, that it's not going to last. Trouble don't last always. It's a season. He says in Ecclesiastes 3, for every time there's a season, for every activity under the or under heaven on earth there's a time for everything a time to mourn a time for joy a time for laughter a time to die a time to tear down a time to build up and on and on there's a time for everything so you may be in a season where you are mourning you may be in a season where it's just heavy where life just seems like impossible to bear it seems like nothing is going your way but i am not here to just share the testimony of how wonderful my birthday weekend turned out it's about sharing a testimony that out of the pain and and the brokenness and the hurt and 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 just the bad season came joy and laughter i was able to finally wipe away my tears and fill it with laughter my heart oh my heart sang with joy i had a big smile on my face baby i even took pictures and let me tell you something i haven't taken pictures and my family would tell you if they knew you i hadn't taken pictures in years but this weekend oh i was taking pictures of a storm who wants a photo you get a photo you get a photo you get a photo hey everybody get a photo i was having a good old time why? Because I have finally overcome my season of mourning. I have finally gotten to the point where I could wipe away the tears of sorrow and pain and put a smile on my face and not faking it, not forcing it. I didn't have to force the smile. I didn't have to paint the smile on my face. It just was naturally glowing from inside of me. Why? Because I allowed the process of the crushing season, that crushing wilderness Babylonian season, I allowed that to happen. I allowed the Holy Spirit to do his work to get me through that process, to help me persevere, to see that on the other side of the tunnel is light. It may be dark right here. It may be damp right here. It may be dreary right here. It may be just a stank, stale smell right here in this moment. But do not worry. You may feel like you're suffocating, but you're not because I'm going to get you through to the other side. Baby, I'm preaching better than y'all listening, okay? I'm telling you, God has a plan for it all. You just have to trust in the process. I am a living witness. For when you trust in the process, God will wipe away your tears and fill it with laughter. So it's okay if you're going through the tough season right now. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. But while you're going through it, learn what you can learn. Get what you can get. Glean from what is left. Ask God to help you understand why you're going through it. Don't be mad at God for going through it. Don't complain while going through it. But ask God, what is it that I need to learn in this moment? How can I get through this offense? How can I get through this pain? How can I get through this grief? How can I? I may not understand why it's happened. But what am I to learn to, to make me better? It's not about the other person. It's about what you have to learn to make you better. Faith is a personal journey. It is about you and God alone. 
I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about faith in Jesus Christ between you and him. It's about establishing a relationship that runs deep between you and him. And so you got to figure out by asking God's Holy Spirit and then listening to what he has to say on how do you get through this process. You may be in a, a, a Martha spirit moment like I was, but you were just so flustered by all the things that got to get done. Everything under the sun that has to get done and, and, and maybe you have a deadline to reach or or you have a trip to go on or you are part of an organization and you have plans for an event coming up. Whatever your thing is, you may be in that Martha scatterbrain moment of just trying to get everything done, trying to cross every T and dot every I like I was and Martha was. And you're missing the point of focusing on the people, focusing on the journey, focusing on what's more important. One of the biggest things more important is prioritizing you. As I tell you guys all the time when we first start, how are you doing? Did you even check in with you today? You checked in with everybody else. You asked everybody else's calls. You responded to everybody else's text messages. You responded to your employees or or your fellow and employees if you don't own your own business. Or you responded to your boss and, and, and everybody else you had answer for. But did you check in with yourself? Did you ask and see how you were doing today? How's your heart check in with your Palm Pilot to see how am I doing? What do I need in this moment? Do I just need to be still? Know that God is God and rest. Do I need to take my hand off the wheel? And not if you're driving. I'm not mean that literally. I mean just in the spiritual and emotional sense to take your hand off the wheel trying to control everything and then just say god take it because i'm crying inside because i'm overwhelmed i may you may be crying on the outside because it's just the overwhelming sensation inside your heart is spilling out that's that's when you gotta stop baby and say wait a minute this ain't what god has in store for me god didn't want me to be just sitting here crying like this let me check in with you, Lord, so that my heart can be filled. Let me empty out so that I may become an empty vessel for you to pour into. God cannot pour into something that's already full. And so if you're full of your grief, you're full of your stress, you're full of your worry, you're full of your anxiety, you're full of your whatever your is thing is. If you're so full of that, how can God pour anything good Anything that bless you, how can he pour it into you? You're, you're already overflowing with your stress and drama. Nothing can be planted in you until you release those tears, release that burden, release that baggage. You know, I saw an example from one pastor before about baggage and um, it, it, it was interesting to see the example. But he had a bunch of luggage, book bag and all, luggage carry-ons, everything. I mean, just every back part, uh, his back, his arms, shoulders, head, whatever. Wherever he could fit a bag, he had it on him. And he said, this is how you are. This is how you look. Now, everybody was laughing at him because he looked so silly. But if, to be quite honest, that's how we are in, in life. You are so full of baggage that you have been carrying for so, some people for so long, some people it's a recent baggage that's piled on top of the other baggage you already have. 
so much so that you could barely walk. You are struggling, teeter-tottering like a toddler trying to learn to walk, hoping you don't fall over because you're trying to hold on to all that baggage. Instead of just letting it go, releasing yourself from the baggage, presenting your tears, presenting your bags to God and saying, Lord, can you take this? I don't want it no more. It's heavy. I am broken down, busted and disgusted from carrying it. I'm done. Can you take this, please? Wipe away the tears and give me rest. Can you fill my heart with laughter? Can you fill my heart and my mind with peace that surpasses all understanding? Can you fill me with love? Because I'm not feeling love right now. Can you fill me? Fill me, Lord. But how can he fill you if there is no capacity, no room for you to receive it? You have got to heal. You have got to prioritize your healing. And that comes from the Lord. He wants you to be healed, to be whole, to be set free. But if you don't prioritize it, God cannot prioritize it for you. So so he sits on his throne and he says, I'll wait. I'll wait till you're ready to receive it. I want to freely give it to you, but I see you stumbling, trying to carry all that luggage. Oops, wait a minute, you fell. Man, can you let me pick you? No, you ain't going to let me pick you up. Okay, and you going to try to pick yourself back up and pick up all the bags that you dropped? Man, I really want to take that from you. Here I am, the great I am, the God, the Father. I really want to take that from you. I really want to bless you. I really want to help you. I really want to give you my peace. I really wish you let me fill you up with joy. I wish you let me fill you up with what you need so that you don't have to carry that on your own. But you won't let me help you. I'm beckoning to you. My hands extended. Here I am, your daddy God. I want to help you. But so many people, how many times have you heard God say that to you and you won't let him help you? How many times have you stumbled and fell in this thing that you're struggling with and you won't say, I'm not picking up another thing and I'm not picking up what I just dropped either. It's going to stay there and I'm going to walk away. No, but you go right back and you pick it back up. How can God help you heal if you do not allow him to help you heal? How can he fill you if you won't let him remove some things from your life it may be painful maybe challenging you know but God doesn't remove something for nothing he does not want to see his children his chosen ones in pain for pain's sake he's not a cruel God he's not a God that that takes pleasure in seeing you in pain if you're in pain it's to birth purpose and just as he did with me, this ministry will not be here. Agents of Revival would not exist. Can I get a favorite podcast would not be here had I not allowed God to do the work. And, and I not got to the point where I said, Father, I'm done. I'm done walking around crying. Wipe my tears away, Lord, and fill me with laughter. I am done trying to carry this thing on my own. I'm done trying to figure it out and work it out on my own. Lord, please, I need your help. Father, God, hear me. I am begging. Yeah, I got that desperate, baby. Pride was out the door. I didn't care no more. 
I didn't care who didn't like me because I was getting that desperate for my freedom. But baby, I got my freedom. And now I'm here trying to get you yours. It is pertinent for your success and your growth and your elevation in life, for your destiny, for you to get free, for you to get healed, for you to get whole and filled up with what God has in store for you. You cannot do it on your own. God did not create us to do it on our own. He created us to live in community. To be in unison. One body under God. He created us to help one another. To share in each other's burdens. What it says in Galatians. You weren't meant to do life alone. As it says in Genesis, God created a helpmate for you. That's not just in terms of marriage. It's in terms of family and community. This weekend wouldn't have been such a full experience for me had the community not rallied around for support to say, I am here to celebrate you. And my, 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 how God came through. And wiped away my tears and filled it with laughter. I had a beautiful birthday. I had a beautiful, wonderful time. There are some of you that may be listening that were part of it. And I thank you for coming and experiencing and sharing in that moment with me. You don't know how much you blessed me. Words cannot describe how much I was blessed by the overwhelming outpour. But you don't know how I got to that overwhelming outpour because I let God empty me. Yeah, I I stopped trying to carry it all on my own. I stopped trying to figure it out on my own. I went after God's will. His word says, seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously. And everything else will be added unto you. I am in that overflow now. I am thankful I am stepping into this, this season. This transition has happened in my life. That I am now seeing God's overflow of the and everything else will be added unto you. Why? Because I sought first his kingdom. I live righteously. I forgave when I needed to forgive. I took down those fences that were surrounding my heart that I thought were protecting me, but they weren't protecting me. They would keep me in a box and keep me away from other people. People couldn't get in. I couldn't get out because I had this fence around me that said, no, uh-uh, you hurt me before or this person hurt me. And even though you ain't that person, still, you a person. So since a person hurt me, I'm going to make you pay for the mistakes of that person who hurt me. So I'm going to keep this fence up. And all that was doing was keeping me away from blessings and keeping people away from me to give me blessings. You do not benefit yourself by keeping yourself locked in a box. Let go of the fence. Drop it. Heal. Forgive. Mend the wounds. Ask God to help you through the process. So that you can get to your healing and wholeness. So that you can be well within yourself and in your spirit. So that you can know fully what God has in store for you. But you don't know that if you don't let it go. Allow God to wipe away your tears. Go through the process. It's okay if you're going through the process. It's okay if sometimes you have an emotional breakdown. That's all right. I went there. I've been there. I went through it. That's okay. Allow that to happen. Don't stay stuck there. But allow it to happen and move through the grieving process. 
And I always use grief because grief isn't just about losing a person. It's about losing anything. And it's not just about a person dying. It could be losing a job, losing a friend, you know, who moved away or just ended the friendship. It could be losing an object or an item or um, something that you cared about and that you can't find and now it's it's hurting you. It could be losing something that you uh, once had as security, maybe your bank account, maybe your finances are now dwindling and so now you're kind of panicking about that. It could be um, whatever your loss is, there's still six stages of grief that a person goes through. And the six stages of grief was, it's originally five by Elizabeth Hubler-Ross um, and their, their psychiatrist, uh, Elizabeth Hubler-Ross and um, Keeler, I believe is his last name, um, uh, David Kessler, excuse me, but you know, it's okay to go through those stages, you know, uh, the first stage is denial, second stage is anger, third stage is bargaining, fourth stage is depression, fifth stage is acceptance, and the sixth stage is meaning. It's okay to go through the process, and I'll break these things down at another time, but it's okay if you're in that stage of your life where you're going through that process, you're going through those stages, but don't get stuck at any stage. Move through so that you can get to the point of meaning. I'm so grateful that God helped me get to that point of meaning. Understanding the pain, the, the purpose and the pain. Understanding why I had to go through the misery. It birthed a ministry for me so that I can help other people. God does not want you to just go through it because he wants you to go through it. It's to go through to teach a lesson, not only just for you, but so that you can go out to the community around you and spread the gospel, spread the word of what you learn and how God helps you get through that process. But you got to go through it. You got to go through it. And so I pray that this message resonated with you. Um, it, it's amazing how God's Holy Spirit works because this wasn't even in my notes of what I wanted to talk to you guys about, but he just showed up and did what he wanted to do. And, and I just pray that those who are listening to this were able to receive something from it. You know, I shared so much, but that you were able to just get something that helps you, that gives you that extra boost, that encouragement, that strength that you need to continue on to to reach out to God for help to drop the bags that you're carrying and the weight of the weariness that you may be suffering and to ask God to wipe away your tears so that he can fill it with laughter <clears throat> so uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you cause his face to shine upon you may the Lord our God be gracious to you show you his favor and give you his peace uh, again thank you for listening as you guys know the can I get a favor podcast is a new venture and while new opportunities will come and help us continue to grow for now your charitable financial donations and contributions helps keep this past podcast going here are some ways you can give you can click the link in the description or you can download cash app and find me at andrea g's that's uh a n d is in dog r e a g e e s as in sam cash app at andrea g's Thank you for your contributions and your donations, and I thank you for listening. I pray 
that this message stirs a deeper level of faith in you. Have a great blessed day. Take care.